Welcome back to the Capes and Tights podcast right here on capesandtights.com. I'm your host, Justin Soderberg. I've got my beanie on because it's snowing out here in Maine, which is perfect for this episode of the podcast where we welcome in Simon Burks, Willie Roberts, and Lyndon White, the creative team behind Top Cow Images Antarctica, a book based in Antarctica, in the snow, in the cold, and that's what we're doing here on the podcast today here in Maine to talk about this episode, or this that's comic book, Antarctica, at Image, and Top Cow. So, what is Antarctica? You'll have to find out on this episode with Simon, Willie, and Lyndon. But before you do, check out capesandtights.com, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Blue Sky, follow over there, subscribe, rate, review, all that stuff over on Spotify, Apple, and all your major podcasting platforms, as well as visit us at our YouTube channel. We have a video portion of this. And actually, this is an interesting one because Simon was on a train, so he wasn't able to put his video up, but we're going to do some fun on this so you can see that Simon's on a train. So check this episode out right here on the Capes and Tights podcast and make sure you check out Antarctica in single issues at your local comic book shop, but the trade drops February 14th. 2024 from Image and Top Cow. Enjoy, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. I, I, I in my notes here, since we've scheduled this with over Top Cow, it's been the Antarctica team. So that's what you guys are now. You guys considered the Antarctica team. Does that work for you guys? <laughs> yeah, sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> Um, not that you guys are going on to visit Antarctica, but uh, that, you know, I, no. I mentioned before we recorded, I, Lyndon wasn't on yet. I don't think it was just Willie, but, uh, it's, it's snowed like six inches last night here in Maine. And so like, I feel like it's fitting for a discussion about Antarctica that we have, like, I had to yeah. shovel this morning. I think it's like perfect. <laughs> yeah. Is that right move? A <laughs> little, little bit different than where, where you are, Lyndon, right? Yeah. It's, uh, pretty toasty here in uh, yeah, toasty. Um, yeah, very toasty. I mean, funny enough, it was snowing the day I left the UK. So, yeah. <laughs> and, and I'm guessing, Willie, it's not snowing there either. <laughs> no, no. In Argentina, yeah. we, we're close to the summer. So <laughs> it's not too hot, but it's not, it's gonna, it's not gonna snow. <laughs> yes, exactly. But yeah, so, I mean, if it, it, we have, uh, this is, uh, there's three people on here, including myself. So there's four people total. But if we want to have a little discussion on how people got into comics in the first place, it'd be great. Just a quick, synopsis i guess a little like elevator pitch i guess in a sense of how you guys got into comics willie do you want to start with just how you got into the world of comics um sure well um i'm an artist and i started working about 10 or 11 years ago and with small small projects and unpaid of any of the artists and it was a um, funny dry hand uh, I will start with many people uh, working on, you know, uh, personal projects, not a big uh, publisher. And I don't know, uh, I work a lot of time for different countries like Canada and Australia and with Simon in, in UK. And now with, with Top Cow, of course. And I was artist, I think, my whole life. and. I will start with comics because I was working in other stuff and graphic designer and it's not going very well. <laughs> yeah. I need that the, the, the art, the, you know, the painting. 
stuff and graphic design is more connected with the marketing and all that. So it, it wasn't for me. I'm still using a lot of tools that I learned, the design of the, you know, the, the, the logos and a lot of it helped me a lot. But then I start, I think with Simon about um, four years, I can recall and he contacts me through a website and I start working in illustration, not comic book and my game book. And we, we had it on really well. We have a great relationship. And it was it really helps to to the time we, we have to start with Antarctica because we know each other. We know how we work together. And it was great. Um, it, it happens so fast because um, we were working on the thing on the doorstep. It's an adaptation from Lovecraft story. And we're working on the part three. And... I was so getting to that story and it was a great story to to read and at Blue Fox and well he contacted me and say okay uh, I had a new project and it was it was like Image and Top Cow and it was like what <laughs> it was crazy for me because I didn't expect that because he's in the UK and I didn't know he had a relationship with, with Top Cow. And he told me, okay, it was funny because I was so getting to that story and say, okay, okay, we have to start. Uh, when I start with, with this new Antarctic, I, I remember I, I read the first script and it was confusing and I, I didn't get what, what the story is going. <laughs> and he told me, <laughs> yeah, and he told me, okay, when I have to start with this, I, I thought that I have six months to start. And he say, okay, now nah, tomorrow. <laughs> he was like, what? <laughs> and uh, you have to to start with character and all that. It was like, okay, that uh, we we are working in another project. Okay, stop everything. <laughs> this is a huge opportunity. So, and I leave everything and I start right away. It was really really amazing. And, and honestly, it happened so fast since it was about a year ago. And start working on that, and every day. Many hours, and I, did, I think I didn't have the time to, to you know, get all this. The, the, the podcast, the, the Top Cow is a huge company with Image, so mm-hmm. my artwork is all over the, the world, and it was it was weird, you know, it's new, it's amazing, but it was happening really really fast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. I can imagine. And, and uh, you know, Lyndon, you are do are you mostly letters in this book? Is that correct? Yeah, I'm, I'm letters. Uh, I'm very much of a, the backup um, and the occasional variant cover. So it's all willy. Uh, I just do the, the sprinkle at the end with okay. lettering. And how did you get into comics in the first place? So I went to did it as a degree uh, in North Wales and Wrexham. There's an um, illustration degree for graphic novels. Uh, they do children's books and general illustration. Um, and yeah, I did that I, and absolutely loved it. And then in my third year, I started getting into like the comic con circuit in the uk uh with my first comic my first portfolio and um yeah when i got to the end of my degree i just kind of went for it and went into freelancing uh and doing comic cons like building up each year um i I very much see getting into comics as a slow burn it it takes time and then i think it was that first year i actually met simon who was coming into comics as well and looking for artists and um yeah as i've been working on stuff i've worked simon on different things, whether it's lettering, covers, 
um, even sometimes just um, a bit of graphic design or the tail end formatting. Um, you know, sometimes you don't do the whole whole book, just bits of the book. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, yeah, just built up to it. And now, you know, um, I spend most of my, I usually work on like one big graphic novel a year. And then the rest is like sprinkles of lettering or cover artwork or design. So yeah, I'm very fortunate that I, I get to work on my own thing by myself as a writer and an artist, but I also get to collaborate with other people. Um, so yeah, it's a lot of fun. That's awesome. That's awesome. And, and Simon, you you are a, a novelist, obviously written films, novels, also comic books. What what made you get started in comics? Is he still there? I don't know. <laughs> I hope so. He may not be there. We'll, we'll continue he on. on when he comes back in. I, don't, I don't see it. It says he's here, but maybe he's too busy. It's fine. We'll continue talking. No, I can hear <laughs> Okay. Can you hear like uh, yeah. How did you get started in comics? Um, back in sort of, I, I always started writing since I was about 11 years old, and uh, we, um, I've, I've done lots of mediums, I hadn't done comics, and all those short films sitting on a hard drive gathering dust, and I thought, well, maybe there's an opportunity there to actually, um, maybe turn those into some, uh, or adapt those into comic strips. I didn't know how to, how to, to start with, so it's been a long process to do that. Um, but we certainly walked around a lot of the comic cons uh, in the UK. Uh, the Picard is where I'm here, where I met Lennon. And uh, yeah, and 2015 we started. Well, and then. Kind of it, but yeah, that's, that's just too long. That's awesome. That's great. And I love uh, you guys all have an interesting, unique story, but it all seems like at least you two, uh, you know, Willie and, and Lyndon, that you have a connection to, to Simon. Obviously, that's a, that's a cool thing. And yeah. That's how this got started in the first place. Yeah. I love the fact that we talked a little bit about how this is four different continents talking on this uh, uh, podcast or four, you know, four different locations in the world right now that, that you're talking about a comic book based in Antarctica. <laughs> and it's just, it's the funniest thing, but like, how difficult, I mean, anybody can answer this to sort of how difficult is it working on a project like this from far off places? Is it, is it easier now because of the internet, Zoom, email, social media and things like that? Uh, you know, how is that, uh, you know, Willie, has, has it been difficult to like do this over multiple continents or is this just the way work comics work nowadays? No, I think, no, I think in these days, more easy than, I don't know, 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. And we chat all the time uh, with Simon and with Lyndon too, because he's, uh, we always connected in, uh, in our own group in, in Instagram. And we discuss, I don't know, uh, ideas, correction of pages. And no, it's, it's very easy because um, we already know each other. And with Simon, he, he sent me the script and maybe change a couple of things, but it's, but it trusts me and I have totally freedom to, to create the, the, all the art and some ideas. I change a couple of things, but we, we know each other and we, we work very well together. So it's, it's not hard, very communicative. Yeah. I'm guessing you agree on that, Lyndon. <laughs> yeah. Um, Sorry, yeah, I mean, go on, Simon, you've got it, you go. Thank you. Sorry. Um, yeah. Say, so, oh, great thing is as I'm working with artists like Woody and Lindsay, it's always additive. They always bring positive stuff. 
uh, and improve everything that I write uh, with their lovely stickiness. Yeah, I, I mean, tailing on from that, like, I mean, we're all just a message away from each other, like, and we do get back to each other. There's none of this sending a message and if you don't hear back, we're usually pretty prompt and, you know, we're only a few hours out usually from when we're all working. Um, and yeah, like, I mean, the fact that I can just sit and do this at night and, you know, it's completely different times zones, like, yeah, it's a lot easier than it used to be. And the fact that, like, you know, you can draw on a tablet now and can do on the go like um yeah i think a, a lot of it is like just preparation like beforehand and make sure we've got a bit of a head start so if there's a little bit of delay or we're slightly out by a day it doesn't really matter because we're usually ahead than we mm -hmm. need to be that works yeah you're in the future right now right in thailand right <laughs> yeah <exactly. laughs> it's all fitting yeah exactly but i feel like that, that's a lot of conversations i have with people about uh even just the invention of something like twitter or social media where you've been able to, people have been able to connect with other people that they never would have been able to connect with artists, letterers, writers, or whatever, just because of the fact that it's right at your fingertips and you can be like this random person in random location can help you with your comic uh, that you maybe used to have to have like, oh, we were roommates. You know, like the turtles yeah. started with, you know, uh, Peter Laird and, and Kevin Eastman in the same room, basically. Whereas, you know, yeah. nowadays people could start comics from all over the world, which is really kind of cool. And, and again, not to hammer this home, but like the fact that it's also on a continent that none of us have been to. I'm guessing none of us, none of you guys yeah. have been to Antarctica, right? No, no. <laughs> never, not yet, not yet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I think you need to do a signing there. You need to do a signing in Antarctica. That's what you need. To do. Yeah, we had to. We ever. We had to, we, we ever... <laughs> we had to we make the first comic on there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, first Comic Con there, yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, Six yeah, would be there. <laughs> Antarctica gonna be gone. Um, <laughs> Make it uh, not not like yeah. Fire Festival, right? We'll do like special tickets and a band can play. Yeah. <laughs> you have to sleep outside. Yeah, <laughs> oh my God. Um, but yeah, so it's it's a really cool comic. I I, I don't know how I stumbled upon it on the first place. It might have just been my LCS, like you know, putting out together orders on and stuff like that that I saw in the first place. But um the design of the cover, the artwork first of all, but the design, the way the logo is on the cover, who's responsible for that? Anybody know? So like the uh, Antarctica written down the middle of the comic. I yeah, we in the first issue we uh, we talked about. I think we start with yeah with the first with the cover and before the pages. Uh, mm -hmm. I can't recall now, but um, the idea of the story was pretty particular. So it's kind of my idea. I guess yeah. is the different dimension. So oh yeah. I use the the rule that there's one one in in this side and one in the other side, so that's why I want to to use the logo in in the middle and not the classic, you know, yes. design. It was an idea. I, I wasn't sure they they're gonna approve because you know this if the logo is in the top, they, there's a reason for that, you know. But and we make a sketch and I think we we I build the the logo with. With all this fracture, that was Simon's idea, and then we connected with the fracture dimension and all that, the machine, and works very well. It, it's the, a tractor cover. I think one of those things that you hate to say, you know, growing up, we were always told, "Don't judge a book by its cover." Um, but I feel like in the comic book nah, industry, that is like in comic books, it's the best idea. <laughs> yeah, you have to at least in the first issue because you, nobody knows about your your comic book, and then you. 
you have to attract the rear in the in the shelf, you know. And I mean, your trade the, the trade comes out for this in February, and the first volume trade paperback. Usually, I don't know what your plan is yet, but it usually it's the cover of issue one that ends up on the volume one cover. Yeah. And so nailing that issue one also is important because that's what people start to use in perpetuity forever to explain what Antarctica, when they talk about Antarctica, this is the cover they're going to use. So nailing that cover and nailing the artwork on the issue one is usually very way more important, I think, than issue three or issue four. But in the same yeah, sense, some people don't. So it's the beginning of yeah. everything. So you have to to make a and first. The train, the train takes that first cover as well. And, and lots of my spot UVs. So I'm looking forward to seeing yeah, it comes out February 14th, I believe, is what I've seen on previews. Obviously, things change uh, in the world of comics. Uh, you know, at, at I a think dime. it's February. <laughs> I'm not sure now, but yeah. Isn't that Valentine's Day? Look at that. It's perfect. It's a love story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a love story in the end. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, all right. <laughs> Somewhere. <laughs> issue six and issue seven obviously come out before then with uh, uh with december 13th and, and january 10th but the first five issues are track collected in a trade which is really cool too I, I tend to talk to a lot of people nowadays uh, i used to talk to people on the podcast and i still occasionally do uh, a few weeks before their comic comes out but you know as in the world of comics focs are so crazy and all this other stuff you'd have to talk to someone like six months in advance three months in advance to get actually promotion out on a podcast about a comic book but a lot of times I end up talking to people like you, this group here, uh, right before the trade comes out, which is nice to push that. And I think that not everybody has an LCS in their backyard or a local comic book shop. And so, but most people have at least a bookstore they can go to. And that's one of the great things about the trade paperback is that it's going to be available in bookstores across the globe, uh, which is really cool. So yeah. that's that's something that people can get into. And, and the trade obviously collects the first five issues. So you can just rattle those off. I mean, I always, I read issue one, I usually get it early. And so, so that I'm like, well, I want to find out what happens next in the next issues. You can do that with the trade. Yeah. We'll find it right away yeah. on that. Um, right. But before we go any further on that and talk and discuss, I actually want to give a little, I'll, I'll read the the, the solicitation uh, on there. So just in case anybody doesn't know what Antarctica is, uh, it's a book over at Top Cow Image. Uh, it came out, uh, you know, where it said we just mentioned that sixth issue comes out December 13th. Actually, when this episode drops, this episode drops the day that issue thir six comes out. So if you haven't picked up, you know, issues one through five. Hopefully your local comic book shop has those and you can grab six anyway. Even if you haven't picked up issues one through five, you're going to get the trade in February. So grab six now to have be ready for it for when you finish the trade. <laughs> uh, Stargate meets his his dark materials in a new nonstop science sci-fi action blockbuster. Hannah's life imploded the day her father failed to return from a secretive Smith-Peterson research station in Antarctica. Uh, alone and on the street, she is at her lowest ebb when her friend offers help. Uh, retrained as an engineer, Hannah secures a job at the same Antarctica st uh, station to search for her father and stumbles headfirst into a conspiracy that threatens everything she's ever believed. Um, it gripped me from page one, but really, like I said, I mentioned after I got to the end of this first issue, I was just like, I think I had on my notes, like after one issue, I had it like, oh, it's up for comic book of the year for me <laughs> or one of the comic books of the year for me. Thanks. It just works so, so well. <laughs> it's so well written, Simon, uh, unbelievably uh, illustrated. I think the lettering's amazing as well. Um, but the layouts themselves, too, are yes. absolutely stunning. Uh, I, you know, I think that's one thing that a lot of people sometimes uh, you know, move past a little bit and don't really pay attention to as much, but like 
where the boxes end up and where the people overlap boxes and things like that. Um, but again, like I said, I think my I'm local comic book shop owner and myself have discussions all the time about how under appreciated that lettering in a comic book is. And so sometimes people go, yeah, you know, like you mentioned earlier, Lyndon, I'm the backup for no lettering is super important. Yeah. I think that, that this is, you nailed it with this. I really appreciate oh, that. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Like I'm like Willie's paneling is, um, it's really dynamic. So like in terms of my, my paneling, when I do have a comic, like it's not quite as open, there's not as much overlapping. Um, so it's really fun to like, apply the same rules that Willie uses, which I don't think we've had a discussion about this of what Willie has rules for his paneling, but looking at it, I've applied those to the lettering. So things can overlap. Sometimes it has borders, sometimes it doesn't. And then like, I love dynamic lettering. I love really messing with each individual letter and really pop in the sound effects. And like, there's room to do that, especially with how he Willie has framed the pages. Um, but yeah, it's a lot of fun, really a lot of fun to letter. And like, it's never... It's never a chore either because I'm trying to just make sure everything pops. But like, like, again, I call it a sprinkle. That last little sprinkle just to make sure everything reads in the right order. Because I think maybe you know someone else could let this and do if you were just doing a like, not basic job but a simplistic job. I think mm -hmm. it could very easily be difficult to read. Um, but yeah, like having fun with lettering makes it more digestible. I think. And, and let's be honest, a comic book is a team effort. So if everybody just, you know, puts their full first foot forward, then, then you nail it. Like I said, I, I, I don't want to just continue saying how much I like this book, but I'm going to continue saying how much I like this book. And that is because it's a team effort. It's fine by me. Of, and when, uh, when Lisa over at Top Cow put this, this discussion together and she mentioned that we have everybody, I was like, oh, that's awesome because that's exactly the best thing about a comic book is that there's three, four you know, obviously not including your editors and the people over at Top Cow and your marketing yeah. people and all that stuff. Um, but the people who work directly on the book. Uh, you know, there's a whole team, and sometimes I only talk to the writer or the artist or so on and so forth. And and this team is 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 excellent. My favorite thing is like the second actual page of the first issue where she continuously welcomes home her dad, and there's like the five or six uh, you know panels in there with seasons and how old she gets older is like an easy way to like show the passage of time um but it's not as simple as it's always the same season like there's fall leaves falling and it's nighttime and daytime yeah that was wonderfully done uh was that a team effort on that or was that you willie uh you know how did that uh, it wasn't the happen? it wasn't the simon script um i don't recall if the, the different um seasons but uh the idea of the the, the same panels uh, it, it came from from simon then I do my work, and it goes pretty well because um, it's a, it's not very dynamic and page, but now that I that I read all over again with the six issues, and um, it's a powerful page because mm -hmm. and it plays a lot. I think the plot is there. Is the the essence of the story is in that six um, six panels. It's a very powerful image. I love that. Uh, is is what Simon does with his incredible talent to to tell a story because um, with something simple uh, make a, a great connection with the, with the reader. Sometimes I I lose myself to to try to to read the story as a reader, not be part of the the project and see how it works because it's different when you when you get so involved in the story and and it actually I. I give the book to many friends and family and feels the same thing with that page. 
they tell me, okay, these pages have something. And I think Simon maybe had a better <laughs> connection with the story. Maybe Simon have the word here. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's but, it's um, great. Of course. I was going to say that, that paneling that you've done, I think it's in issue seven coming up. You've used it again and it, it yeah. has an emotional punch again. I won't say what it is, but like even when lettering, I really yeah. felt it in my heart, particularly yeah. what happens. And, and like, yeah, I hope it resonates as well because it is such it's beautifully done. Yeah, it's a connection between the, the 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 two part of the story, the first arc and the second. I think it's very smart from Simon to to use the same two in different different issues. Yeah, yes, I'll take that. <laughs> Absolutely. And speaking of that first arc, second arc, I mean, this was originally a miniseries, right? And then it got uh, pushed to a, to an ongoing. Um, I'm guessing it was back, uh, on how it was received and how it was sold is why it went continuing on. Is that true? Simon? Yes, but I'll let other people say they're going to start speaking <laughs> again here. Okay. I mean, anybody here, I mean, you guys obviously heard from this. I, I heard almost, it was almost immediate. Was it after issue, was it after issue one, I believe, that around that time yeah. or issue one or issue two that I it got an was, email saying it was going to an ongoing. It, it was announced at San Diego and we okay. found out um, while Simon was yeah. at San Diego. Uh, like, and Simon was like texting us. I'm pretty sure he was saying with you, Willie, like, and I got the message at midnight and then couldn't sleep because it was so exciting. Yeah, yeah. It was <laughs> and the it, same it was, time. And like, it, like, I think at first it was like, oh yeah, we've been greenlit to another five issues and then we've been greenlit to ongoing status and we're not what not too sure what that means just yet but um yeah it was just so exciting and like the fact that yeah like simon was just texting us frantically when it was happening yeah it was um very we were waiting because um the first five issues and uh, it, it was a deal right and we we don't know how how it's gonna what's gonna happen with the story but when simon he was in san diego he told me okay I had a big announcement and say it's going to be an ongoing story, and we were hoping for that because the story is—I don't know the, the entire story. Simon is the only one who knows, <laughs> who knows the the big picture here. We are working page and issue by issue, and it's a it's a huge story, and it's impossible to to use them to to make five issues mini series is impossible because. There's a lot of character mentions and and be, for what I know, when I'm working on issue eight, uh, the story is is even bigger than what we saw so far. <laughs> I I personally like when series start out as a mini series because you can get at least an ending. I mean, issue five is at least going to have some sort of something to be like, okay, cool, you know, we're good, we can we can move on, and then have it be like, okay. You can tell more story. Let's let's do this if you can. Let's move it on. Um, but there's a number of times where you know this is obviously more older than it is newer, where someone would be canceled after issue six, and you're like, oh cool, how does this wrap? <laughs> how do we figure out what, how the ending in this comic book goes or whatever? I mean, TV shows are like that too. We've seen that with TV shows yeah. too, where they like do three or four episodes or they end a season on a massive cliffhanger. And they're like, oh by the way, there's not a yeah. season two anymore. You're like, what the. <laughs> um, no, having it, it be a mini series not. and then get upgraded is an I think it's great and it also is more marketing for the book 
Like, if it was just an ongoing like from the beginning, it never would have been a news item. You know what I mean? Like it would have at least now been newsworthy and in the news cycle. I think it's connected. It's like you say, it's connected with, with how the people talk well about the story, the, the readers, the the reviews was very good. And it's impossible to, to make a contract or, or deal with 15 issues because yeah. you don't know what, what is going to happen. So it's hard to, to, to Simon to write five issues and trying to get an end that leaving the, the cliffhanger, like you say, and works very well. Um, the people I read at the beginning, I read all the, the reviews and it was pretty amazing. Uh, uh, it's the, the first time in my career that I, that I read so many reviews and it was almost everyone was great. And, and it's now, it's not easy because the, the first issue leaves a lot to, I, uh, to understand and because mm. you you don't know what is going to happen in issue two you you only know that there's two versions of the same character and that's it and i i remember to to read some reviews and people say okay but there's nothing happening in antarctica there's <laughs> a lot of people expect the all star in antarctica but it's they don't know that you have to start with with hannah and yeah then development all the all his life to to get to Antarctica and, and have more impact to to the story. I think it's it's the best way to do it and mm-hmm. write the story yeah. slowly. And you it, mentioned it that the top it of it that, that, go ahead, go ahead, I was gonna say it definitely gives it that emotional anchor from the get go, rather than just like trying to do like a big set piece to begin with. It's it's more human, more humble. Um, to then get to the flashy stuff. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, exactly. And, and we mentioned off the top about being excited about it, being at Top Cow and an image that's a big thing for a book like this to be have those names behind it. And it also helps with like they're on top of trying to get this information out to people too. I think that's actually we've even talked to uh, I've talked to a few creators who who have said it's like they don't even know when their friends' comic books are coming out. Like their actual fellow writers and some of them because they're like, I don't even know. I mean, I, I think, I forget who it was, uh, Blake's Buzz uh, podcast. He posted out saying that like, how are you as creators supposed to promote a book if you don't know when the dates are coming out? Well, if you know when your book's coming yeah. out, like how, like I talk to people and they're like, I think it's coming out the 13th. And they're like, it's because they literally generally don't know when it's coming out. And it's like, how are you supposed to do your job as creators and public, like, promote this book? Uh, working as an independent publisher in in, in, in a creator-owned title, there's not as much oomph behind it as a big two DC or Marvel has, where they've got like Spider-Man books sell because they're Spider-Man. You have to do this yeah. ground, you know, you know, ground-level uh, uh, promotion of the book. Come on podcasts, talk to other people to try to get people excited about the book. And I think it helps um, with a, such a good book, but it also helps with with Top Cow being behind you and the the people over there trying to go. No, you all need to read this book. This is excellent. It's good enough yeah, to be they, ongoing, and so on and so forth, like that. Honestly, the the, the team of Toka was amazing with us, and we, we know each other. And I think we start talking with with the editor, with Elena and Phil. And I was already working in issue three, I think. And honestly, sometimes you have you you don't have the time to to promote to. To talk with many people because you're working you mm-hmm. and now more than ever because it's ongoing series so uh, you have mm-hmm. to finish 22 pages every every month so you have time to to 
to promote anything. You, you barely can do some podcasts or, or talk with your friends, spend time mm. with your family <laughs> yes. because it's, it's a great job, but it's, it's, it's pretty hard sometimes. Uh, there's a lot of things to, to do, as an, at, at least as, as an artist. Uh, I had to, to create and coloring, design. And there's more than one dimension and there's a lot of character. It's very busy, but the, I think Tokau made a fantastic job um, promoting all this with Lisa too, yeah, mm -hmm. with the marketing. And I remember I, on the issue, first issue, there was interviews with um, previews. The, 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 there's a lot of, of different image of the first issue in so many places uh, and <laughs> on the website. It was amazing. It was like, it was shocking for me because I, I searched Antarctica issue one when, when all of this started and it wasn't everywhere. There was news. There was, it was a great shock. And this is a result. I think that's where, that's why it's ongoing series because they, they put a lot of effort to, to achieve that. It's it's really is a, a deep uh, it's an emotional story to it. There's this um, I think there's this mystery of the fact that we you know the word Antarctica yeah. to a lot of us we none of us really know. I know I've actually had people in my life who have been to Antarctica because there's a mil there's military bases there and station stuff. Yeah. So I've had people who have been deployed uh, uh, to Antarctica for a few months at a time. And, and, and I've actually it's funny because like I was dating a girl this is a number of years ago whose uh, stepfather was being deployed to Antarctica, but then we broke up before he actually returned. So I never actually got an opportunity. <laughs> so how was Antarctica? Cause I never, I never talked to this person yeah. again. So I would have at least had something to come on this podcast and be like, guys, actually this was up with Antarctica, but I don't know. Yeah. Um, but like a lot of us don't know. So there's that mystery. There's the multiple yeah. dimension type mystery to it. There's just, it meets such broad range. I think of, of genres in comics too. Cause it has, I mean, I wouldn't say straight up horror, but it has some of that suspense, horror, thriller, mystery to it as well. And so yeah. uh, action, adventure. And I think this would touch a lot of people. And I, I honestly think the whole imagery I mentioned about people coming back, the, the the dad coming back to Hannah over and over and over again, those things. I think a lot of people who are military parents or parents of people who travel a lot yeah, of work, definitely. that's a normal thing in their lives. They see that whole, yeah. what did dad bring back me from their trip to wherever yeah. for, for, you know, and I think it hits a lot of people. And I think that's a big thing and why I think this struck with me too, is I just feel like it, I was reading a lot of just straight up horror when I first read this issue or superhero stuff. And it kind of like took me away from that a little bit and maybe, I don't know, have a little bit, something that had a little bit more broad range of emotional stuff to it. So it's a well-written book. I, I'm excited for people to read, you know, the whole trade when it comes out in February for sure. Yeah. Uh, there's Antarctica is mystery, of course. And the idea of Simon from the, the beginning was to have this one location and everything happened in Antarctica. We have flashbacks and all that, but uh, have the feeling that the thing, the movie, mm -hmm. and that everything happened there and you don't know what is happening here. And like you say, it's, it's a cliffhanger, the, the location itself. It's funny too, I mentioned the whole mystery of it too, because it's not as simple. Like if you guys, if this book was written in New York City, I can just get on a bus right now and get to New York City and I'll be there, you know, a couple of hours. Yeah. Uh, you know, I live in New England, so it's obviously that it's close. But even anybody else, you can get on a plane, you fly there. No one, you have to be a, a specific position or a specific, you know, uh, job 
to be able to just go to Antarctica. You don't, you don't just be like, hey, I'm going to book a plane to Antarctica and I'll see you guys when I get there. Like that added to the story because you put it on a location that Hannah had, she had to do what she did to get there. She couldn't just be like, I'm going to go to Antarctica and try to find my dad. It was just literally, she had to like become this engineer to do that, which again, adds this whole like, I don't know, has to be based in a spot like that to do, to make this happen. It's pretty cool. Um, Yeah, so it comes out February 14th, I guess that I mentioned is the trade paperback of this whole thing. Um, it's I think it's cool. I think I am a big fan of floppy comics. I am a big fan of waiting month to month to to find out what happens. You know, I want to find out the next the next day or I want to go right to the next issue. But I think there's something to be said when I walk into my local comic book shop and I can go, did you read Antarctica number one? You really should and discuss it with some people and get the whole, you know, vibe going. Um, but in the same sense, I can understand people who wait for trades because they want to just consume the first story arc or, or, or an arc of sorts. Yeah. And so I'm mm-hmm. excited for people to actually go, okay, I didn't pick up the floppies, but I'll grab the trade in February and find out what happens in Antarctica. Uh, this book is, like I said, it's wonderful. It is in contention. We do at the end of the year, we do a, a me and my local comic book shop owner. He comes on the podcast. We do our top 10 comics of the year. It's definitely in contention uh, uh, for the top 10. I don't want to spoil anything for anybody who wants to actually find out <laughs> what's my top 10, but it's in contention for a best comic of the year for sure. Uh, so uh, not that that's an award that you guys can put on anything. Keeps the tights podcast oh, is best comic book of the year. <laughs> but uh yeah so it's awesome say it again you want my christmas card miss now (laughs) (laughs) the uh the uh second so if you have been reading it issue six comes out the day this drops on the internet and then issue seven comes out in january but like i said even if you haven't and you're going to pick up issue or the trade Grab six and seven and floppy so you can continue reading to issue seven after you get that uh, get that trade in February for sure. Um, I'm guessing you guys are excited now that this is actually like the first arc is over and you guys can actually uh, discuss this with friends, family, anybody who's read this book. I'm sure you're excited for the trade to come out in February. Yeah, it's yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, carry on. Yeah, it's it's been tough at Comic Cons to discuss the book in detail because like. There's been a lot of support and a lot of like people telling us there's a bit of a buzz about it, which is nice. Um, and really, really cool when people just randomly call up to you and just say, really enjoyed Antarctica. Um, but I'm like, where are you up to? How much can I talk about? Like, have you read issue one? Have you read, have you read issue four? Like, where are we at, where are we at here? Um, we talking about? But yeah, it, it, it'll be nice. Like, when we get to, when people read the trade, it's like a that definitive moment of like finishing that arc. So, um, yeah, I think then it's like, Spoilers might be a bit more free game, but comic cons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it it is one of those things. There's just so much stuff too for people out there to 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 intake in comic books and, and in anything, honestly. Uh, but it's nice when people do show appreciation and come up to you and say, "Oh, I've read it," and you're like, well, "How much you read? A three issues?" I'm like, "Ah, I can't talk about four or five now. Come on, yeah. <laughs> get, get get going here. Why didn't you read this? It's comic books. You read them all in one night. Let's do this." Um, but I think there is something to say. Uh, you know, I want to uh, wrap this up, but. I, something to say that there is it's such wonderfully created project like the whole thing we mentioned with the the artwork to the lettering to the layouts to everything that it is one of those ones that maybe you want to look at it and read it again and take it take it when i i read it when it first came out but obviously i was like okay i'll read it again uh you know i've been lucky enough to read issue six and issue seven um but the 
to just view it, like go through it. Don't even read it. Just look at all the imagery and all that stuff. It's like, that's what's cool about comics, in my opinion, is that there's just so much more into it and there's so much more you can see out of it. And, and so hopefully people can get there when they get the trade. Callbacks. There's some callbacks coming up to the first arc anyway in the second arc. So it gets quite exciting. That's I'm excited. I'm really excited. I don't know if you guys can see him. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's, 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 to see what happened. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, so, um, yeah, I really appreciate you all taking time out of your day, night, morning, wherever you are all over this globe to do this. It's uh, morning here. It's perfect for me. <laughs> it's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> it's morning here too. I mean, I'm, 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 I'm at the, what time is it in, in Thailand right now? Uh, it's about quarter to 10 now. Yeah. Okay. So at night. Yeah. 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 That's fine. It works. Yeah. Well, I've I've actually yeah, felt fun. bad. I talked to David Hazan uh, on the podcast a number of uh, episodes ago, who was in Australia, and he had they had the marketing people doing this comic book um, to do like back to back to back to back interviews, and so like he was mm -hmm. on the very like my podcast was on the very last of his interviews, and it was like four o'clock in the morning. He had stayed up like oh. all night doing these things, and I'm like, why couldn't wow. I have gotten wow. on the first one here? Why do I have to be at four o'clock in the morning? He was yeah. like falling asleep <laughs> on the podcast, <laughs> but oh, it happened. It works. Like I said, it actually works where you all are located. I think that it is yeah. one of those things that it's not. We no one was at up at three o'clock in the morning to try to do this, which is pretty. No, cool. no, he's. In Argentina, it's 11 a.m., yeah. so it's perfectly Yeah. It's and perfect then, uh, I feel like I need to do, like, an imagery when I put this out there of, like, Simon on a train. Mm -hmm. Just Simon's oh, head just, on a yeah. train. <laughs> just constantly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Simon amazing. might have started in England and got Scotland by now. So, he might have <laughs> got two countries. <laughs> exactly what happened. Okay, I'm now in, I'm now in Edinburgh, so. <laughs> Here you go, see? Uh, yeah. And again... The world worked perfect ways because here in Maine, in the United States, it snowed for us for this podcast. I should have done this like with my background so you could see outside, so you can see the snow falling down. Um, yeah, there's a yeah. copy of issue two right there, right? <laughs> issue two is right here. Issue one right here. Yeah. <laughs> I got them all. I got, so here we go. Let's do this. But uh, February 14th, grab the trade. But again, pick up your local comic book shop. Tell them you want to put it on your poll list moving forward too because it's an excellent excellent book it's an ongoing series over top cow image thank you thank you very again, much again thank you so much for taking time out of your day night you know train visits all that stuff here on the podcast i, I really appreciate it and good luck yeah, to all of you, you and everything else you guys are doing i really appreciate it thank you for for the invitation thanks for the invitation yeah, it was amazing yeah it's my first time but it was great <laughs> thank <you. laughs> thanks everyone <laughs>